What's up, Life Suit fans? I want to do another little podcast. This is going to be a little different than anything else I've done. um, I'm trying to end the true crime sometimes, and I'm going to give you a a little bit. Um, I didn't really write anything down to really get into it, get into it, but I'm going to go off memory of what I've heard. This one was from this day. Today is... Well, as I recorded this, 6-25-2021. Well, this was back in six, uh, 6-25, June 25th, 1968, in uh, northern Michigan. Don't know if I've got any listeners in Michigan, but maybe, who knows. And it's about the Robeson family. It's one of these on this day. Um, on this day, back in 1968... Uh, the Robeson family were, was home in their little, little cabin. Um, mom, the dad, the mom, four kids, um, and having dinner. All of a sudden, a, a shot rings out, hits the target. The uh, dad. The killer comes into the house, shoots the wife, shoots the kids, leaves everyone dead. The killer then shuts the curtains, puts cardboard up over the window that he shot through. And even on this hot June day, he turns the heat up full blast. He leaves a note on outside of the of the home. We'll be back and sign the bottom Robeson family. And walks away. This um, time passes by. Nobody notices anything missing for almost a month until July 22nd, 1968. Some people down the way complains to the uh, caretaker. Chauncey of a stench that's interfering with their bridge game. Well, Chauncey follows the uh, stench, tracks it down to the the Robeson cabin, and um, Jerry rigs the uh, lock. Expecting to find, you know, maybe a dead raccoon in the house. Um, walks in, the first thing he noticed, it's the middle of summer and it's super hot outside, but the furnace is on full blast, just kicking it. And flies are swarming everywhere. And when his eyes adjust to the darkness, he's horrified by what he sees.
goes to the police. The police come in, they find the dad shot in the head with a 25 caliber bullet. On further examination, they found him shot in the chest with a 22 caliber bullet. The um, mother was shot most of the same way. The 19-year-old son home from college was shot. A 17-year-old brother shot. The um, 12-year-old son was found on his father's body, laying on top of his father's body, shot. And the nine-year-old youngest daughter was shot in the face with a 25 caliber bullet and it shattered her skull. She was found in the hall. Over the almost month with the high, high heat, the decomposition of the bodies was so much that the police didn't want to even take them back to the morgue for autopsies. They uh, took them to the fairgrounds and did the examination on autopsies in a chicken coop. Okay. That's, that's a little out there, my friends. The examination of the bodies in a chicken coop. Um, after that, they looked for witnesses or leads. The last people to be through there that they'd found were the, uh, were some tree trimmers, um, that's been, been through the area there that day, but they were quickly, you know, authenticated not to be of any interest and, uh, let him go. The suspect they found in the case was um, a man named Joseph Scalaro. Now, Scalaro became a suspect for many different reasons. First, he was uh, Mr. Robison's. Robison, Robison, I'm not sure pronunciation, but Mr. Robison. Employee, and they had just recently got into a big argument. Um, Robeson owned the business, and the Scalaro guy was his manager. And he'd give himself and all the other employees raises without even telling the owner that he was going to do so. They'd been in a big argument about that. He also, come to find out, had a uh, embezzled close to $60,000 from the company through over the years. Furthermore, he was a competitive skeet shooter and owned a 25 caliber gun and a, a Beretta pistol, a 25 caliber pistol and a, the very, a very rare 22 caliber rifle that he says he gave to a friend. Um, 
The police questioned him. Prosecutor didn't want to spend the money on a um, drawn-out trial, so for several years, even though Scalar was the lead suspect, he he never was arrested and formally charged. Um, year or so goes past, Scalaro ends up buying Robeson's business straight out. I'm taking it for himself. And after doing so, um, another prosecutor came in, looked, looked at the case, and uh, they were talks about maybe charging Robeson and um, charging Scalaro for this crime. So... But before arrest could be made on March 8th, 1973, Scalario commits suicide. Leaves a note at the suicide. At the end of the note, <coughs> says, P.S. I had nothing to do with the Robeson's murder. I'm a cheat, but not a killer. Um, another case was never really opened in this th- thing, or not, not a lot of further investigation, because everybody that worked on it pretty much thought they knew that Robeson was the killer. Even though he was never formally charged with it, there was never a trial. So you can't say technically it's a solved mystery. But um, that's something to think about. Happened on this day back in 1968. A whole family was murdered. Probably because this guy just wanted the business, wanted to keep stealing from the Robinsons. Is over money. Killed a whole family, including a nine-year-old little girl. It's crazy, guys. Anyway, there's just some more content out there on Live Soup. And like I said, this is something a little different. I'm going to try to do more things for you because, like I've always, I always say, you know, it takes a lot of different ingredients to make Live Soup. And this is something a little different. I hope you liked it. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, I'll try to, try to leave you more, you know, or something you'd like to hear me talk about you can always email the show it's uh the number four four live soup at gmail.com and tell me something you'd like to hear about or maybe you want to hear some more of these and um stay safe out there guys it takes all kinds to make live soup love y'all